Hello everybody, welcome back to the Public Announcement Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about a topic that was that I got inspired after watching a video one of my close buddies sent me. It was about a rapper that decided to break the woman's weightlifting record by him uh, identifying as a woman, you know, lifting the lifting the weight and then saying he identifies back to a man, but theoretically, as he was lifting it, he was a woman, and therefore, on a strictly logical basis, he should have broken the woman's weightlifting record. And this has inspired me to do a video, maybe even if it's not entirely connected with it, but about feminism, and how I personally think that it has kind of run out of use in the western cultures and if it wants to be of any use it should move to more eastern cultures or maybe even in the middle east it would be kind of needed now the definition of feminism what it is supposed to, what it's supposed to be we have to look back at the roots of it in order to understand what the movement stood for to begin with because today we see lots of different interpretations it's lots of women and lots of people saying so many different things it's very easy to get confused so let me make it very simple for you for those one percent of you that are still uneducated about this in the 19th and 20th century women did not have the same rights as men and that was in terms of in legal terms we are talking legal terms here they couldn't own properties for example uh, marriage, a woman choosing a husband was kind of a big taboo. Uh, and the most important one, they weren't uh, able to vote. And certain jobs did not have a woman representative at all. And this led women in being, of course, and this in a disadvantage in the general society and the general run, running of things. So I've, even before the Second World War, but mainly after the Second World War, many social movements gathered pace as they started campaigning for more female rights and of course by the end of the 20th century many 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 if not all of their complaints were recognized now female feminists or feminists in general like to call these periods the waves of feminism now nobody really knows how many waves there are it's kind of funny because people say there are three some people say there are four some even go as far and say there are five uh, but it's generally a wave is defined by a period of time where women fought for something, but it has changed. I personally am a fourth waver, so I think that today we are experiencing a fourth wave feminism, which is the one that should not even be here. And why am I saying this, you might ask? Well, I have mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that females before have been omitted from the public from the public by l- some legal laws and something. And today those legal laws are cancelled. And women in Western countries are free to do almost anything. I mean, there is still discussion about abortion in some countries and stuff like that. But at least there is, a, but there is a discussion, and there is some consensus on what should be done. There wasn't a discussion 40 years ago, and women have today the right to vote, to drive cars, to go and pursue any job they want. But still, for some reason, uh, women feel like they don't just get enough. Maybe not all women, but some do. I'm gonna explain this phenomenon later. Now, first of all, what today's feminism does is like to inflate the problems heavily. And this can be seen, and this can be seen almost everywhere. I mean, most of the media that we have today are lefty, liberal media. 
the conservative media usually doesn't have its shit together and uh, let's be frank here sometimes they don't even have correct sources or they just make conspiracy theories i'm not trying to say all conservative media is bad but the conservative media is not the majority or i would say it's not the majority there is no such thing as neutral media i think i discussed this back in the in the previous podcast but there is no such a thing as neutral media anymore everything the media is today very political and most of the time it takes the liberal side and therefore it seems like there is some big problem going on in the society but when we think about it there is none because the only problem that is is the opinions of the people well and how do you change the opinions of the people i think many people differ here but i say that you make laws that force people to act in a certain way i mean let's take this a few years backwards when there were laws against women people or men were raised in these laws in these circumstances and therefore they found it normal to behave to women the way they did behave now that today we have new laws which make women a part of the public ongoing and they can take part in any activity that they feel like taking these laws will have an effect on what the society how the society will act and how the society will react however the society and the opinion of the society doesn't change that fast as the feminists would like it to be so we go on now and we start to inflate problems for example, there is there are many notions or many discussions that a woman should have the right to withdraw her consent for sex, right? Which means that, alright, let's say a very hypothetical example. You hook up with a woman at a bar, you have a pleasant night together, and the next morning she sues you for rape because she says she didn't give you your consensus. And now you can argue against the woman, but in the Western countries it has become the norm that you sort of lose this fight i would even say in some cases and this is one of them women are benefited by the legal system let's talk about when when there is a divorce between parents and somebody has to take care of the children most of the time it's the woman even if the man might have been the bread giver or the man might have been more engaging with the relationship with the children most of the time it's the woman the only time the woman is really omitted from this function is the part where she is maybe abusing some substance, she's a heavy alcoholic or she has drug problems. But I can't really imagine a situation where a normal functioning woman wouldn't get the custody for her children against a normal man. And of course, we might talk about that this is inequality and, and you know, this is what the feminists don't address because this is not a problem to them. This is something that they did and they leave behind and whenever somebody addresses this, they're like, the mothers are the birth givers. I mean, there could be an entire podcast about this topic, but to quickly sum it up, women are not any more legally unbenefited by anybody, and in most cases, or in many cases, they are legally benefited. I mean, how many times have you heard a woman getting sued and actually sent to prison for rape? Now, turn that around, how many times have you heard about a man getting sued for rape? Even though we know there is, there are females who sexually assault boys or make them feel uncomfortable. And if you would switch the gender roles, there would be a big problem on the boys' part. I remember hearing about um, this teenager who touched a girl on her arm because he wanted to make friendly contact. 
and he was carried out in handcuffs out of the school. I mean, that's just crazy. Some people even go as far and say that there should be a 50-50 workplace. That was also kind of a stupid idea. This originated from the part that women, women don't hold these job positions that they deem important. Right? And there stems another problem. Feminism is very quick to say there are no women in power. Right? There are no women politicians. There are no women officials. But are there any women bricklayers? Are there any women carpenters? I mean, of course there are, but not so many. Uh, it seems like the entire movement or most of the movement is going for the jobs that are do not require some physical physical endurance. Or they hold, I think this is the main problem, that they hold large chunks of power. I mean, everybody is power hungry and some of the women take it upon themselves to use their gender as an excuse that they should get some position of power. I'm not saying there are not no women who can be politicians. I'm not even suggesting that women are worse po politicians or leaders as men. I believe that every individual has certain abilities and if a woman is a better leader of a company than a man, well, so be her. Let her be the leader. It's for the benefit of the company at the end of the day and gender shouldn't play a role. But gender shouldn't play a role when it comes to choosing somebody for the position of power. I kind of find it very amusing that they use, that men use their gender to sort of get ahead in life when they are pretty much by this job doing the exact same thing. But the thing that angers me the most, and one of actually accept that video that my buddy sent me, this is one of the reasons why I actually decided to do a podcast on this topic, is the entire fat acceptance or uh, fat shaming uh, movement. I mean, it's proven. It's, it's literally proven. There are hard facts that being obese is not something healthy and long term it will have devastating effects on a, on your body but yet in some kind of a stupid protest these females are able to become morbidly obese just so they could protest about some fashion designs even though the fashion companies or or the people who choose the models are most of the time women and the models themselves are women but you know they're skinny so i guess we hate skinny women too now it's sort of like this alienation that makes people hate feminism. It's the in, inflating the problems and making them seem bigger than they actually are makes a lot of people upset. And quite frankly, it does. Because there are just so many things in the world that we should be dealing with. But no, we have to deal with somebody that somebody was offensive to a fat person. I don't think that you as an individual should pride yourself in being obese. I, I know many people who are obese or not obese who are fat and they're trying actively to do something against it. And I have massive respect for those people. But people who just lay down the lazy excuse of, oh, I'm protesting by my weight. That's the laziest fucking excuse I've heard in a lifetime. How are you protesting by your weight? You are killing yourself for what? Do you think the company really cares if you die? I'm sorry I have to say it this way, but the people who hire the models hire them because of something. If everybody loved fat women, they would hire fat models, I guarantee you that. It's not about accepting body, it's about corporations doing the best decision uh, when it comes to money. And this is the giant problem. What m most of the modern movements don't understand is that the general mass needs some time to adapt to new things. There are just certain things that the mass likes. 
and doesn't want to give up on them so easily. And I'm not talking about the 60 and 70 year old that still complain there are phones and computers in the world. I'm even talking about the younger generation. We, we men and women, I think, which think critically and have some common sense, are not so quick to believe every single bullshit that is shoved, shoved, down, shoved down by their throats. And I heavily disencourage this type of uh, behavior. You should question everything and you should have time to think about if this is really the change you want to support. But no, we have to do it now because the woman in charge or the feminist herself feels like she is in the correct and she's the absolute power and there is no way she could be wrong about an issue. And this stems into the second problem that most of these movements or most of the feminist movements have no clear goal. Now let's say, let's talk about the 60s and 70s. There were lots of civil movements, but they all had a straight goal. I mean, there was a, a law or maybe some social notion that they didn't like and they decided to fight against it. There were institutions responsible for the law and if you put enough pressure on those institutions, they will change the law. That's how shit works. And, and this can be also with an individual or with a company. Let's imagine that certain people would say, oh, let's boycott this company. That company would be quick to react because they don't want to lose potential sales and customers. If a government sees that lots of people are boycotting the government, the government is quick to react. The government at least does something like says like, all right, people calm down or, or something along those lines. But having a no clear objective, a no clear enemy, you know, that's a recipe for disaster for every movement. The symbol for the enemy has become this, this white cis male that is supposed to be like the symbol of everything that's wrong with the world. And me being a white cis male, I f don't feel threatened. I, I feel kind of surprised that I am the enemy. How am I the enemy? What have I done against the females that, um, that had made them somehow socially less capable of adapting or, 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 or have I personally uh, been mean to a woman or I, I don't know why I am the enemy. And to me, it seems like it's not the white cis male that's the enemy, but anybody who disagrees with the movement. Y you've seen these people rise on the internet. It's quite disgusting, but they do exist. These men who pretend they are feminists just to get that coochie it honestly sickens me that somebody could have so low self-respect for themselves that they are able to essentially become a soy boy and just pretend that they are all up for these female crazy feminists and they accept fat, fat women and they, and I don't know, it's just desperation at this point. I don't consider those males to be any worth to the society. I mean, they do have jobs and everything, but... When it comes down to some kind of political meaning, they don't have anything really to add to the discussion. They just follow the horde. And I think this is sort of correct for most of the feminists. I don't think that feminism in a nutshell is a bad movement. I, I actually have nothing against it. I'm fully supporting the notion that females and males, this is quite important, should have the same abilities, the same rights, the same... Uh, ways they are dealt with and they should not be excluded from anything in the society that they have their full right to take part in. If a female wants to become a politician, all power to her. If a man wants to become a ballad dancer, all power to him. I do not discriminate. 
What I'm basically saying is that you've got a movement which has potential. The movement has potential to make some impact in countries where women are actually in need of this impact, but instead we waste our time persuading people who already know of this movement and basically are respecting it. Like, what do you expect out of people? To change in a night? Uh, to suddenly tomorrow everybody will just support every single decision that a woman has? To, mo- to, men- to me, it seems like these people... Uh, follow a leader and that leader either by uh, either she knows about it or she doesn't informs them and feeds them information which supports their theories this is the problem with flat earthers this is the problem with almost any movement that doesn't take criticism lightly there is no wonder people on the internet are starting to call feminists feminazis because they in a nutshell act like nazis Whatever criticism is thrown at them, or that's racist, that's bigotry, that's uh, se- uh, that's sexism. Whatever comp, whatever compliments are thrown at them, they immediately take that man, woman, dog, whoever that is, and make them one of their ranks. They they support him and they say how correct he is, and they constantly run in this infinite cycle where they pat each other on the backs on how good their opinion is and how unbelievable it is that the other world doesn't listen to them let me tell you what we want we won't listen to you because the movement is outdated and it should move to as i already mentioned to middle eastern or asian cultures where women are actually in need i am not one of those alpha chad males that says women are everything that's wrong with the world i agree with the song that says it's a man's world but would it even be a world without a woman or something along those lines it was a it was a very nice thought to sum up the entire idea of this podcast i'm not trying to say that women are supposed to get out of the society and not not have any more rights and just remain silent and be submissive if you want to achieve great heights gender race religion or any other difference you have should not be an obstacle. I do not, of course, live in a bubble, and I know many times people discriminate. But you either gotta go give the people time, or you have to deal with those people otherwise. Just as we still have fascists, just as we still have racists, there will always be those alpha chad males that think that just because women, just because they met one or two gold diggers, every single woman is spoiled. I don't think so. I'm not of this opinion and I do not support it. And therefore, I would like every single feminist and every single guy or girl who tries to support these movements to really think about what the objective has today become. If it's still the objective as it was maybe 20 or 30 years ago, or if it has changed to just a toxic movement where females pat each other on the backs on how how good they are and how the white cis male is the ultimate enemy of the entire world and it and with that i end my episode